Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Five Bytes Podcast. I'm your host, Rory Monahan. Before beginning this week's episode, I wanted to welcome Goliath Technologies as a sponsor for the podcast. Goliath were the very first sponsors of my website, RoryMon.com. They've been supporting me for a long time and now continue to do so by supporting this podcast. I said it before, but without my sponsors, Goliath Technologies and Liquidware, continuing to do the podcast wouldn't be possible. Even though the episodes are relatively short each week by design, it does take a lot of time and does have a monetary cost too. If you enjoy the podcast, you can thank Liquidware and Goliath Technologies. And now let's get into some of the week's news. First story this week is an update on last week's lead story. Last week I reported on a significant Azure disruption caused by storms and a subsequent power outage at a Microsoft data center in Texas, which serviced the South Central US region. In Microsoft's root cause analysis, they reported that part of the data center switched from utility power to generator, but the cooling system went out. Unfortunately, this caused overheating which triggered automatic systems shutdowns, but it was, wasn't timely enough as a significant number of storage servers were damaged, as well as a small number of network devices and power units. As suggested in last week's episode, it showed that there wasn't a true high availability in the South Central US region. The South Central US region clearly doesn't have zoned redundant storage in another data center. Sticking with Microsoft and Azure, this week Microsoft announced Azure Pipelines. If you've been following Microsoft developments or even the news in this podcast over the last nine months, you'll likely have noticed the trend of more and more releases and developments to embrace different operating systems and development platforms by Microsoft. An example of this is MSIX, which is in preview right now, but can allow you to maintain and update MSIX packages from Linux, Windows, or Mac OS. According to CRN.com, Azure Pipelines is a service that lets developers continuously build, test, and deploy any workload to any environment. Offering flexible deployments to any platform and cloud, including Azure, AWS, and Google Cloud Platform, it also offers cloud-hosted agents for Linux, macOS, Windows, workflows with native container support, as well as to Kubernetes, virtual machines, and serverless environments. CRN.com got a lot of their information via a blog post by Jeremy Epling, who is the principal group program manager of Azure DevOps. Further shifts like this suggest it's no longer your daddy's Microsoft. Testers of the October 2018 Windows 10 update have noticed a message appear when trying to download and install Chrome or Firefox, suggesting you already have the safer and faster browser for Windows 10, referring to Edge. So this is more like your daddy's Microsoft. Maybe it's a little bit of Jekyll and Hyde going on. Though in fairness, it's like an attempt to combat Google Chrome's prompts when users use Google Search and Gmail on a Windows 10 machine, but it comes off a little desperate in my opinion. If you watch the YouTube version of this episode, you'll see there is an option to disable this warning in future, so I guess at least there's that. VMware has been made aware of issues in some vSphere ESXi 6.5 configurations with the VMX Net 3 network driver for Windows that was released with VMware Tools version 10.3.0. As a result, VMware has recalled the VMware Tools 10.3 release. This release has been removed from the VMware Downloads page. In certain configurations, 
The VMX NAT3 driver released with version 10.3 can result in a purple diagnostic screen, or PSOD for those familiar with VMware, or guest network connectivity loss. The resolution for this, the action required, is if you've deployed version 10.3 and all of the following are true, you have ESXi 6.5 hosts, VMware hardware version 13, Windows 8, Windows Server 2012, or a higher guest OS, then VMware recommends upgrading to VMware Tools 10.3.2 immediately. If the stated criteria are not met, VMware recommends upgrading to VMware Tools 10.3.2 during your routine maintenance. Version 10.3.2 is obviously available right now to download from the VMware Downloads page. Splunk 7.1.3 has been released with many fixes. I'm not going to go through them in this episode because there's a lot to cover, but I'll share a link with this episode to the full list of fixes. You'll find it with episode 37 under reference links on 5bytespodcast.com, or you'll find it in the description on the YouTube edition of this episode. For all you DevOps folks out there, you can now deploy your AWS Lambda functions in PowerShell Core version 6 using the .NET Core 2.1 runtime. If you're a PowerShell developer, you can manage your AWS resources and craft rich automation scripts from within the PowerShell environment using AWS Lambda. If you love PowerShell, like a lot of us do, you should try to work in core as much as possible, as your PowerShell scripting skills can now become extra useful with applications in AWS, Azure, on Linux, Windows, and more. Core really opens up the opportunities for those who already know PowerShell. Applications are now open for anybody who would like to join the Citrix Technology Professional or Citrix Technology Advocate groups. I had the pleasure of being a CTA for a couple years and a CTP for the last year. Both programs are awesome. You get to share ideas and collaborate with really great community members. I'll include a helpful link with this episode. In the last couple of episodes, I talked about Google Chrome version 69. Well, it has been reported by Paul Turret this week that Chrome version 70 will include native support for SMB shares, which would be great for working with files on Windows shares. Recently, one of the best free Windows applications, in my opinion, Paint.net version 4.1 was released. This week, version 4.1.1 was released to address some bugs. If you're an avid Paint.net user like me, you will want to go out and get this latest release. Congratulations go to Datrium, who raised $60 million in a Series D round of funding. TechCrunch.com pointed out that the latest round was led by Samsung's Catalyst Fund, with Icon Ventures, NEA, and Lightspeed Venture Partners also participating. Datrium don't really label themselves as a hyperconverged infrastructure vendor, but they definitely have a play in that space. They pitch themselves as more of a flexible solution for core data center and cloud. If you'd like to see a demo I recorded at the 2018 Masters Retreat in Prescott, Arizona that features Datrium, check out the link I include with this episode. And now for this episode's hot job. This week's job is a role as a Senior Enterprise Mobility and Security Engineer at Kingston University. Key service areas will include mobile device and application management on iOS, Android, OS X, which I'm assuming includes Mac OS and Windows, digital rights management with Microsoft EMS and data loss prevention, device and application control, USB, print, privilege management, etc., multi-factor authentication, Microsoft EMS, etc., 
Microsoft Office 365, user environment management, development of support documentation for both IT and end users, and training to the department support teams. And the candidate must have a degree, in-depth knowledge of EUC services and concepts, including desktop lifecycle management, application packaging, user environment management, and virtual desktop infrastructures and enterprise mobility management, and more. This is a full time fixed term position for 18 months with a starting salary of 43,178 pounds to 51,063 pounds per annum, inclusive of the London allowance. You would work with a great team including Daniel Bolton and Chris Smith, and I'm informed there's a really great pub nearby. Interviews are expected to be held on Friday the 5th of October. And now for this episode's scripts, tricks, and tips. Here's a really quick one this week. It's a tip and I found it really, really useful. I didn't know about it until this week. You can do an AD query from Windows using a run DLL32 exe command from the command window. The command is run DLL32.exe space dsquery.dll comma open query window all one word. When you run this, even on a machine that doesn't have RSAT installed, it will open an AD search window and you'll get a search Active Directory button in the network window within Explorer. I tested it on Windows 7 and Windows 10 and it works on both. So hopefully you find that useful. And that's it for another episode. Thanks so much for listening.